Hello and welcome to the last Vipers Voices of this first season of the DP World ILT20 following the final match of the tournament. The Vipers ended up on the losing side against the Gulf Giants, going down by seven wickets in the penultimate over. Disappointment then for the Vipers players, staff and supporters, but plenty to be positive about too, as this newly created franchise has come so close to glory. In this episode, we'll look back not only on the final, but also on the tournament as a whole, and to do that, we'll hear from head coach James Foster, and we'll also drop in on the post-match media conference of Captain Colin Munro. truth of the matter was that the Vipers didn't get enough runs to really put the Gulf Giants under sufficient pressure to make them crack. Put into bat, Colin Munro's side scrambled to 146 for 8, but that was hard work on a pitch that offered assistance to the medium paces early on. The Vipers found themselves 44 for 4 at one stage, before Sam Billings and Wanindu Hasaranga added 72 in a shade over 6 overs. But from 116 for 4 with 5.5 overs to go, the loss of both players in the space of 4 balls sucked all the air out of the back end of the innings. Wanindu made 55 from 27 balls, while Sam scored 31 from 29 deliveries, but once they'd departed, only 30 runs came from the final five overs. Luke Wood and Tom Curran both struck in the Gulf Giants' power play to reduce them to 26 for two, but then a stand of 73 between Herhat Erasmus and Chris Lynn steadied the ship. And although Erasmus was dismissed with 48 still required, Lynn and Shimron Hetmeyer, two players who've been thorns in the Vipers' side throughout the tournament, combined to see the Gulf Giants across the line with eight balls to spare. It was some consolation for a handful of Vipers players as they collected prestigious end-of-tournament awards. Tom Curran was named the smart bowler of the season. Alex Hales was the leading run scorer for the tournament, the buzz maker of the season and the player to have hit most fours, while Colin Munro hit the biggest six of the DP World ILT20. Individual accolades for the players then, but they would have swapped them all for the chance to lift the title. Sadly, it wasn't to be though, and now it's time for some reaction. First of all, let's hear from Desert Vipers head coach James Foster. James was understandably a bit down, but as he told us, he and the team still have plenty to look back on in a positive light. Yeah, sure. Look, I mean, everyone's pretty disappointed at the moment, but ultimately... I'm pretty proud. You know, the, the guys have fought so hard all campaign. I thought we fought really hard today. Yes, they got off to a good start. Um, I'm not sure how many we had after about 10 overs. Might have been around about sort of the 50 mark, 50, 60 maybe. Um, but then we saw an absolute gem from, from Hasaranga. He came in and played an incredible innings. Um, and I still felt with our bowling attack we still had a very good chance of defending that and we started off really strongly with the ball we were very impressive um, unfortunately we couldn't just get any more breakthroughs um, they had a nice little partnership with uh, Lynn and Erasmus um, they played played well um, we were still throwing lots of punches at them and they were able to absorb that for a long period of time 
Um, so, look, wasn't to be today, but I'm sitting here very proud. Um, it's been an excellent campaign by the group. Um, so many different people have contributed throughout the whole um, of the season. Um, so, yeah, we, we'll, we'll have a nice drink tonight for sure. The toss, how crucial was it? Uh, the Vipers were 30 for three in that first power play. Was the toss uh, a decisive factor in the match? I'm not sure if decisive, but it's obviously a, a, a key part, I, I would probably say. Um, for sure, you know, we, we wanted um, to bowl first also. Um, and it seemed quite sort of sticky, a little bit tacky, the wicket, and didn't really sort of come on, um, which proved quite hard work. Um, but I thought they bowled intelligent and smartly. But again, the way um, Billings and uh, Hasaranga rebuilt, you know, at a tricky time. And I think they got a 70-odd partnership off maybe 38 balls, something like that, which was an incredible effort considering, you know, it was a tough period. And they were in with a, with a great shot of maybe getting um, close to maybe sort of 160, 170 plus. Um, but even still, 140-odd, mid-140s was still, I felt, a defendable total with the bowling attack that we've had. You know, we've defended these type of totals before this campaign. Um, but today, they were, they were just too good. Yeah, you're right. Hasaranga and Billings, 72 in a shade over six overs. But then both of them fell in the space of four balls. That was crucial, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was an incredible catch from Visa. Um, he was having a tough day at, at that time and to be able to pluck off that one-handed catch to get rid of Billings was an incredible um, moment and actually probably a, a huge moment in, in the match. But look, it was, um, as, as I've said quite a few times just now, it was a, we, we showed a lot of fight today in, um, in that sort of situation. Um, it could have been um, a, a lot different even still, but I thought the way they rebuilt, um, we got up to a competitive total um, and... As I said before, the the attack that we have, I feel that we and everyone believes, genuinely believes that we can win games from any sort of situation. De Grandhomme and Brathwaite, eight overs, four for 37 between them. That was pretty important, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, I think the wicket really suited their style of bowlers. Um, sort of those wicket to wicket, not a lot of pace. Um, if you saw that some of the balls didn't really sort of slide onto the bat, particularly sort of got a bit stoppy in the wicket. And they bowled smartly and intelligently with, with what they've got, with their skill set that they've got. So, you know, hats off to them. Sherfane Rutherford obviously missing in the final with that torn hamstring. I guess that was pretty decisive as well, wasn't it? Because he, in past games, has given the team that impetus in the back end of the innings, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. I mean, he's had a wonderful campaign. Um, I think he's been striking sort of like 180 or 190 <laughs> during this season, which is um, pretty freakish, to be fair. I mean, he's had a phenomenal tournament. And yes, you know, we would have loved to have had uh, Rudders here today, but we were very confident with our squad. Um, we had someone like an Adam Lythe come in to take his spot. Um, obviously, we shuffled the order around. You know, Lythe has got an incredible record, so we're absolutely delighted. And we really wanted to back our squad. Um, really happy with our whole squad for the whole um, campaign we worked very hard in selecting our squad um, all those many months ago so it was an opportunity to repay the faith um, but yeah look, look Rothers is, is the sort of person that you can't just get, get a sort of an easy replacement so to speak it's um, you know he's a very, very unique type of a style of player and arguably probably one of the players of the tournament Alex Hales, a quiet second half of the tournament, but he did enough in the first half of the tournament to end up as the leading run scorer. A word on him and the contribution that he's made, not only with the bat, but also in the dressing room as well. 
yeah, I mean, he's, he's had a you know brilliant campaign. And, you know, if it would have speed to hell, he probably would have liked a few more runs in, in the second half for sure. But, you know, he's been quality. Quality that I have around, his experience, his knowledge. Um, he's very relaxed, very chilled, loves his golf. Um, so it's been a great setup for him. Um, and look, you know, he's, he's, he's had a great tournament. And I, I, I think just the way when I sort of touched on there about the setup, the fact we've been at Jay Resort, it's been a phenomenal hotel. Um, the way the franchise has been run has been second to none. It really has. It's um, a very slick operation um, and everyone's very privileged to, to have this opportunity for the inaugural season to be part of the, uh, of the Desert Vipers. A word on Colin Munro. You and Tom Moody took a punt on him as captain. He'd not done a lot of captaincy before, but uh, I think all the chickens have come home to roost there with uh, the wisdom of your decision because he really has led the side superbly on and off the field, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's been phenomenal. Um, absolutely delighted with, with the choice and manners um, for his first real sort of full season and being a captain. I thought he did an incredible job. It looked like he'd have been doing it for years and years and years. Um, I've always loved having conversations with him over the years in franchise cricket and talking cricket and just felt like the right choice and he's done a phenomenal job like you said not just on the pitch but also off the pitch he's led incredibly well It'll obviously hurt to come up short in the final like this but you must be proud of the way you and Tom Moody and CEO Phil Oliver have, have pulled things together from scratch, just producing a team out of thin air and getting it so close to glory. Yeah, look, a huge amount of credit's got to go down to, to Phil and Moods. Um, they've worked so hard behind the scenes and been very lucky to be pr- uh, privy to that and um, to see how it's all been shaping up. And look, experienced campaigners with Moods has been... You know, he's more than just a director of cricket. He's got so much experience there um, in the game as a coach. Has been a real sort of mentor of mine over the years. I'm having him as a sounding board, and not just those two. If you if you look through the whole of the support staff, um, I, I personally have been very lucky to to have the opportunity to work with all these coaches and and backroom staff, and and I know the players have. So they've absolutely loved their time, um, and it's been a great experience being part of the Desert Vipers. And what about you as, as head coach? You've had the opportunity to step up and play that role. How much have you enjoyed that? Loved it. I, I really have, Mergs. It's been um, a privilege to be given this opportunity um, and and to have all this knowledge floating around as a, the support staff, the coaching and the backroom team, the likes of Moose and also Phil as well. Um, I've, I've absolutely loved it. It's, it's been one of the most... My, my most enjoyable experiences as, as a coach um, and having the support network around me has been phenomenal. And back next year to win it? Why not? James Foster, the Desert Vipers head coach. Next up, let's drop in on the media conference of Captain Colin Munro. First up, he admitted his side was short of a really competitive total by about 20 runs. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, we just didn't adapt well to the conditions at the start and to be fair, I think the conditions really suited their bowlers, medium paces, just sitting in the wicket a little bit, bit too paced, and we just didn't adapt to it. And um, Full credit to them. I thought they, they, they went to the conditions better than us. Uh, we just didn't quite do it tonight, but, you know, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. Hi, Colin. Commiserations. You guys played really, really well through the tournament, but you, you guys probably missed Shofin out there today, maybe? Yeah, but we backed our whole squad from the start. Um, people have come in and out. We've used... A lot of players, um, you know, 
Shafane played tonight. He could have got our first ball. Who knows? Um, you know, cricket is so unpredictable. You can't predict anything. So we backed the players that were out there. Unfortunately, we were just beaten by a better team tonight. And, you know, it wasn't a huge amount in difference between the teams. So, um, yeah, it was obviously a good game of cricket, but unfortunate that, we, that we're on the losing team tonight. Uh, hi, Colin. A uh, great tournament all in all. Uh, we saw through the campaign that the Vipers lost wickets in a cluster, especially uh, before the 10-over mark. So do you think was that something that uh, you could have addressed early in the tournament or, you know, before the final? We made it to the final, didn't we? Yeah, you did. So what's the problem there, I think? Um, no, nah, so I, I think I've answered the question there. We haven't we backed the players to go out there and play what's in front of them. Um, it's T20 cricket. You're not always going to have that easy ride and be two down at the 15 over mark. Um, we go out there and try and play a brand of cricket that we excite the crowd and want to get people in. Uh, we've done that. And, you know, you see throughout the whole campaign, we've had more red, red jerseys in the crowd than anything else. Um, and that's a new franchise too. So I think it's credit to everybody in the background staff that's done it. Um, but yeah, still fully back the players that we've got here to, to go out there and play. If, you know, play the tournament tomorrow, the final again tomorrow, we'll back the same players and, and, and have that same message about going to go take the game on. Tough luck, uh, Monroe. At uh, the end of power play, Desert Vipers were 30 for two, while Gulf Giants were 34 for two. So it's all about execution. One good man stood up for all the time. 50 balls he played and he, his score was 72. I'm talking about Chris Lynn. Don't you think so? Some from your side, like Wadindu Hasaranga or yourself, can longer the innings and the score could have been 170, 165 and the match would have been close enough? Hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, of course I would have loved Hasaranga or myself to be there a little bit later. Um, but that's cricket. It's, you know, uh, I think, to be honest, the wicket got better to bat on throughout our innings and even into the second innings. So, um, like I said, before, the question before, fully back the way, Hasaranga's innings was outstanding. You take the context of the game where, where it was and the way he went about it was you put a, he, he got us to a score. Um, if it wasn't for him, we, would have could, we could have been 110, 120 and then, you know, we wouldn't have even, even been in the contest. So, yeah, even Billings, you know, he's scrapped his through throughout this campaign and um he's been part of co uh, partnerships which we speak about especially in big games taking the pressure off yourself and being part of a partnership is, is the way forward colin talking about the positive things you got from this tournament i think uh, alex hales you know right from the start and then you know rohan played some cameos then one hasranga you talked about alex hales we talked about and then tom Curran was there can you talk us about this whole positive things you learned from this tournament and which you try to carry forward in the next season? I just think the environment and the group, there's, there's not just one thing that's been really good. The environment and the group, if you ask every single person, they've actually felt part of something bigger than just themselves or, or the game. Um, new franchise brought in. We've got wonderful coaches that allowed the environment for players to come in and really just be themselves and execute their best best performance. Yes, we've got individual performances up and down. You know, guys scored runs at the start of the, some in the middle. Um, I think Alex and I, we batted well at the start of the comp and then the back end of the comp wasn't, wasn't that good. Um, and then we've just had the bowlers step up most of the time, to be fair. The bowlers have been outstanding. Uh, we've gone and attacked and we've, we've done really well, but the biggest thing I'll take away from it is the, the environment that the Vipers and the brand that, 
you know, it's a new franchise. Uh, and, you know, like I said, we've got plenty of red shirts out there. So come next year, um, hopefully they can come back and really get behind us. Captain, how do you reflect on your time as leader? Obviously, you were relatively new to the job. You've come in and you've brought the side to the final and you've created the culture within the dressing room. How do you reflect on that last month or so? Yeah, I don't really like talking about myself too much, but I think I'm, you know, I'm quite proud of the way I've gone about it. I've tried to be as level-headed as possible um, and back the squad uh, that we've got and rotation. And um, So, yeah, I think it wasn't just me getting the boys to the final. It's been a huge group effort in terms of uh, the coaches making sure that like the environment is, is set up that guys can go out there and play the the aggressive nature but also other senior players uh, around the group Alex Hales and and Billings have been really good for me in terms of talking about bowling changes and when to bowl certain players and um, yeah it's been a huge learning curve for me I've really enjoyed it um, especially off the field stuff and trying to create environments and make people feel comfortable and you know I hope that the players enjoyed playing underneath me um, I like I'll ask a few guys for some feedback and see where I can get better and, and keep learning I think that's the biggest thing in this not just this format but in the sport it's about learning and, and, and coming back better and stronger in the next tournament or, or next year if I'm if I'm back here I call in uh, tough luck today uh, but talking about your uh, team uh, this is probably uh, the only team that has a lot of fan base uh, here a lot of support for your team uh, in general um, how do you see that reception and uh, uh, how do you see uh, the reception to the league itself? Yeah, I think it's, like I said earlier, um, huge, huge amounts of work has gone in behind the scenes from the Vipers brand to get everything out there and, and go and play cricket in the community and give shirts out and and really try and drive that brand. You know, the Vipers, it's... It's not like we're an MI or night riders that have something established and we can just keep going and circling into new one, um, new tournaments. We actually started fresh and it's been unbelievable. I think, um, you know, like I keep saying, it was a huge group effort, not just the players, but the background staff too. And you see them having breakfast every morning and us as players, you know, we take it for granted sometimes when we get to tournaments and we just expect things to be done on time. You know, your flights ruts, size shirts, all that type of thing. And we take it for granted sometimes, but there's a lot of work and effort that goes into doing all those little things. I say little things, but they're not. They're massive things in the context. And like, if those things are running smoothly, it allows the players to just carry on and do what they do. So yeah, our background staff have been unbelievable. And um, yeah, it's been a huge team effort to, to get us here to the final tonight. Colin, hi. Uh, firstly, hard luck today. Um, the way Chrislyn played, 50 ball, 72, a word on that and what were you telling the bowlers? What do you tell the bowlers when a player gets going uh, like that? Because even 20-odd more runs, it would have seemed that Chrislyn would have taken the game away even then, the way he was playing. Yeah, Linny's obviously world-class. Um, I've got a lot of time for Linny. We go way back and, and play franchise cricket together for a long time and He's a world-class player. He, he's done it all the way around the world in, in different tournaments. Uh, I think we just missed the lengths, if I'm brutally honest, against him. We sort of bowled into what we call his onion, his, his you know, back of a length hitting to square boundaries when early on we were trying to get him hitting with a straight back over our head or straight down the ground, and we just missed that a little bit. But full credit to him. You know, I thought the way he came out and, and played Hasaranga as well, just back to sweep shot and... 
um, yeah, he's obviously world class and you know deserved deserved to get his team over the line tonight. Colin Munro, the Desert Vipers captain, reflecting on his side's loss to the Gulf Giants in the first ever final of the DP World ILT20. And that's a wrap for Vipers Voices for this first season of the new T20 franchise tournament in the UAE. It's been quite a ride with the Desert Vipers being built from the ground up and coming so close to glory. Thanks to all of you listeners and hopefully we've been able to provide you with an inside view of the journey the players and staff have been on over the past few months. Until the next edition of the DP World ILT20, this is Brian Murgatroyd and on behalf of myself, my colleague Roshni Jayakrishnan and everyone who's appeared as a guest on this podcast, thanks so much for listening.